This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Mr. D Math and More podcast series. This week I'm going to be working and talking about prime numbers, which I say is the gateway to algebra and beyond. So if you're working with your young people and you come across something about prime numbers, take some time and work with your young people on them. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you in this podcast how to get a video with an entire presentation about working with prime numbers. I really want you to go ahead and get this video. It's something that I want you to take a look at so that you can start to look for the value of prime numbers now when you're working with your young people because you're going to see where they're going in the future. You may not know where they're headed in the future with this, but I want to share a little bit of my own background with you so you have a better idea about why this is such a big deal for me. That's why I say prime numbers rock. For me, it was part of the foundation of when I wrote my first course, Pre-Algebra. That foundation went into Algebra 1. That same foundation is in Geometry, in Algebra 2, even into Pre-Calculus. Why is it such a big deal? Think of this. When I started teaching, it was 1988. It's a long time ago. I'm that old, it's true. So here I am, I'm working in the public school system, and as a teacher working in the public school system, I had to do what most other teachers had to do at the time if they wanted to earn a living that would support their lifestyle, and that was get a second job. So I was working a lot. So my second job turned out to be the kind of a cool second job because not only did I teach math during the day, I taught math in the afternoons and early evenings, and I did tutoring. And I used to go, and I was a road warrior. I'd go to people's houses and whatnot, and on and on and on. Well, that tutoring led to a much larger group of tutoring that I had to get an office. I had to hire a staff. We had a whole tutoring company in Florida. We saw many students during the week. I had to get more teachers to help me. We had so much of a demand for tutoring, most of it math. But here's the thing that I noticed. While I was working with young people, it didn't matter if they were in third grade, fourth grade, and they were just learning their times tables or they were in eighth grade in Algebra 1, they were in Geometry, they were in Algebra 2. No matter where they were, this pattern of prime numbers kept showing up over and over again. And I started to look at it, and the thing that I noticed for myself was that if I could work with a third or fourth grader when they were first learning their times tables and multiplication, or a fifth or sixth grader, and start to work with them on looking and recognizing what prime numbers are and how to work with them, the difference that would make for them when they got to high school. The difference it would make for them when they're taking tests like the ACT or the SAT. The difference that makes for them when they walk into a college algebra class and they know how to take apart a problem with prime numbers. So you may say, well, okay, Mr. D, that's all great, but what in the world are you talking about? What is a prime number? Well, a prime number is simply this. It's just a number that can only be divided by one in itself. You know, a number like seven, 11, 17, 19, I'm even going to give you a list in the presentation of the numbers from 1 to 100 that are the first prime numbers we see. By the way, 1 is not a prime number. Why not? Well, because, as I just said, a prime number is a number that can only be divided by 1 and itself. And means there's going to have to be both, not just one or the other. You have to have two distinct numbers. One can only be divided by one. There is no and itself. It's just itself. So there's no other number to go with it. But two works out fine. It can be divided by two and one, three, three and one, 
5, 5 and 1, 7, 7 and 1, 9, no, 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 why not? Because 9 can be divided by 9 and 1, but it can also be divided by 3. That's what makes it not a prime number. So it starts at 2, 3, 5, 7, 11, 13, 17, 19, 23, and so on and so on, and you can have the whole list. Do you need to memorize that list? No. There's things called divisibility rules that help you figure out what works and what doesn't there. So what have I noticed about prime numbers? Well, let me give you an example. Let's take the number 36. To look at the prime factors of 36, what are the prime numbers that multiply and make 36? Start with something you know that multiplies and makes 36. Let's start with 4 times 9. 4 times 9 is 36. By the way, some of you go, no, no, do 6 times 6. Fine, we'll do 6 times 6 as well, but it won't matter which one you use because you're going to get to the same place. I'm going to use 4 times 9 because 4 is 2 times 2 and 9 is 3 times 3. Those are my prime numbers. 2 times 2 times 3 times 3. Two twos, two threes. Now, by the way, for those of you saying, yeah, but use 6 times 6, which is 2 times 3 times 2 times 3, same thing. You still have two twos and two threes, same prime numbers. Doesn't matter where you start because you're going to end up at the same place. Okay, well, take a look at that now. 36, two twos and two threes. Here's what I want you to notice about the number 36 and those factors, two twos and two threes. You can make all of the different numbers that multiply to make 36 by looking at two twos and two threes. You may be saying, well, how do you do that? Well, think about this. Two twos and two threes. Matter of fact, if you're not writing this down, if you're driving in the car, just hold up four fingers and let your four fingers be the two twos and two threes. If I looked at your first finger that was a 2, I said, okay, let's take that 2 by itself. What numbers would be left over? Well, you'd say the numbers left over would be a 2 and a 3 and a 3. So I have 1, 2 by itself, and then a 2, 3, 3 also by itself now. Look at what numbers you just made. You made 2 times what? Well, 2 times 3 times 3. 2 times 3 is 6, and 6 times 3 is 18. Oh my goodness, there's a way to multiply and make 36. 2 times 18. Hey, wait, what comes after 2? Well, 3 comes after 2. Okay, remember, one of your fingers is a 3. What are the other fingers? Well, you used a 3, and what's left over are two twos and a 3. Or 2 times 2 is 4, times 3 is 12. Oh my goodness, there's another way to multiply and make 36. 3 times 12. What comes after 3? 4. Well, we already said what 4 was. We know that 4 was made by using two twos. Aha! Uh -huh. I got two of my fingers, two twos. The other two fingers are two threes. Three times three is nine, four times nine. Now there's no five in 36 because why? Well, because five's a prime number and it's not on my list, so I can't use that. And six, fine, we know that's a two and a three. What's left over? The other two and a three. You can do that with any number. You can find all the different, what I call the factor family, by just looking at the prime numbers and building it. By the way, you also use one in 36, of course, but you get the idea. Now here's what I found about using prime numbers. You can use prime numbers to figure out all the different ways to multiply and make a number. You can use prime numbers to reduce fractions, to add fractions, to subtract fractions, to multiply fractions, to divide fractions. And it doesn't matter if the fractions have numbers or letters, it's the same method. What? You use the same method for numbers and letters? That's amazing. In our basic math classes, our elementary school math classes, no one teaches it that way. They teach the numbers one way, the letters another way. Well, why not teach it all the same way? Because it is. 
if you use the idea of prime numbers and prime factors. Just think what it would be like for a young person to know how to do something when there's numbers, and then when we take the numbers out and put letters there, or we add letters to the numbers, they still know how to do it. That would be amazing. I know you're already thinking, how am I going to get this video from you? Well, you're just going to send me an email, dennis at mrdmath.com, and I'm going to send you all the information for how you get the video, and it's free, and it's awesome. What else? Add, subtract, multiply, divide fractions, and reduce fractions with prime numbers. You can do square roots with prime numbers. Now listen to this. You can do cubic roots with prime numbers. You can do roots that are of the fourth root, the fifth root, the sixth root, the seventh root. It doesn't matter. All radicals can be done with prime numbers. What? Well, it's in the video. Check it out. It's as simple as this. Think of the square root of 25. And I would say to you, what's the square root of 25? And everybody tells me the same thing every time. They say, well, the square root of 25 is 5. And I ask them why. And you're saying it to yourself right now because 5 times 5 is 25. So I made up this rule when it came to prime numbers. Take a look at the prime factors of 25. 5 times 5. If you see 2 of the same number under a square root sign, then you can write it as one number without the square root sign. The square root of 25 is the square root of 5 times 5. The two fives on the inside of the square root make a five on the outside of the square root. Just like that. Now let's take it a step further. What about the square root of 50? How do you simplify that? And you still use prime factors. No problem. 50, or the square root of 50, the factors of 50, would be 5 times 10. Well, that's fine. 5 times 10, well, 5's a prime number, but 10's not. 10 is 2 times 5. All right, well, check it out. What do you got? Well, you got 5 times 2 times 5. Two fives and one two. What's going to happen with those two fives and one two inside or under a square root sign? The pair of fives, the five times five, the two fives on the inside make one five on the outside, but the two doesn't have a partner. It doesn't get to come on the outside. It stays inside. We just simplified the square root of 50. Five on the outside, two on the inside of the square root, and we write it five square root of two. Just like that. But what happens when it's the third root? Well, you just change the game to three on the inside. A fourth root, change the game to four on the inside, and so on and so on. You can use prime factors to determine and identify patterns in math, like sequences, if they're geometric sequences. And you can start to notice the patterns from there. And you're going to see that in the video presentation. I have my students in their algebra class use prime factors all the time as they're working with factoring. It's a big deal when they're working with this in their first year of algebra. In my pre-algebra students, guess what? We use it with fractions the whole way through. Why do we do that? So that they can start to build the relationship of prime numbers so when they see it in Algebra 1, great. When they move into geometry and they're working with things like geometric means, how do you work with those prime factors? They're solving proportions, prime factors. Again, over and over and over. Prime factors keep finding their way into the work that we're doing. As you get into upper level algebra 2 and pre-calculus and beyond, the more that you learned about the prime factors, the more that you recognize patterns as you work with problems that you see as you move on through your math career. You'll see things on the SAT and the ACT as well. Looking at some of those strange problems they ask, but when you can take a look at the patterns inside, look for the prime numbers, they'll reveal secrets about the patterns in the problem. And you can answer the problems quickly and easily. Now again, while I'm not going into a lot of detail in this podcast is because I really want you to have this video. 
Why? Because you need to see this while I'm talking. It's difficult. I can imagine. Moms, you're doing other things right now, multitasking. You're with your young people. Young people are listening. Or you're driving in the car. Or you're taking a walk. Or whatever it is that you're doing. And you might be saying to yourself, well, I really wish I could see this. Well, now you can. And I do have a video. And I do this presentation at almost every homeschool convention that I'm at. Prime Numbers, the gateway to algebra and beyond. I'd love for you to have this video. Just email me during the week, dennis at mrdmath.com, so that you'll be able to start to work with this now. Why am I so passionate about this? Because the more work you do with your young person now, the easier upper-level math is going to be for them down the road. And noticing and developing a skill set for identifying patterns is going to make them better problem solvers. Better problem solvers make more self-directed kinds of learners. Self-directed kind of learners, those are the young people that turn into adults that can really create and do anything that they want for themselves, their families, and their lives. All right, well, there you go. Send me that email. I look forward to hearing from you. And I'll see you all next week. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. <music>